Quick note, this episode was recorded for video, uh, so there's a lot of pictures and stuff you won't be able to see in the audio version, but if you'd like to see them, it's all available on YouTube as well. But, hope you enjoy this audio episode. I'm Modern Synthesis, otherwise known as Mr. Pink, and welcome to another episode of Xenos Alchemist, uh, the podcast that me and my brother do from time to time. And today, uh, we're joined by a very special guest, Grim and Gribbly. <laughs> from you may know him from instagram also known as alistair alistair joins us today to kind of have a conversation about the new reveals for the orc line because orcs are something that are very close to his heart and also we're going to be going into kind of a deeper interview with him and about his hobby and what he's into so uh if you're familiar with his work maybe you'll learn a little more about it today if you're not familiar with his work you should absolutely follow him on instagram and You'll be very keen to do that after this conversation. So just to confirm, uh, his handle is Grim, G-R-I-M, letter N, and then Gribbly. So Grim and Gribblies. And Gribbly is spelled G-R-I-B-B-L-Y. So Alistair, thank you so much for joining me today. No and worries. It's nice to nice to finally be on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry we haven't done it sooner. <laughs> I feel like I, I constantly come to you with like, hey, Alistair, I've got this really cool idea for a podcast episode, and I want to do it with you. And you're like, no problem, anytime. I'm like, okay. Yeah, this is like the third or fourth different thing yeah, that we've been yeah, pitched, yeah, I think. Yeah. And it's always my fault. You're always like, you're always like, ah, no problem. We'll do it anytime. I'm like, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. So I'm glad we're actually doing it. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So um, the, the thing that kicked me in the ass and made sure that we're actually doing this now is um, this week's reveal, or sorry, last week's reveals. Um, we're recording this just after uh, Warhammer Fest has wrapped. And w- I believe that as Xenos people, we were very lucky at Warhammer Fest this week because we got um, something that Xenos people have been waiting for for a long time, which is new orcs. <laughs> Some small amount of attention, yeah. yeah oh, thank God. Eh? For me, this felt like it, it had to be in the offing soon, just because what we saw with the Necrons um, mm. late last or mid to late last year, and like the awesome treatment that they got, it kind of reassured my reassured me that Games Workshop does care about Xenos armies. Um, they're gonna get to them, and when they get to them, they're gonna do them properly, because that's kind of what happened for me with Necrons. That they gave it like the proper shake that it needed, and for me, I feel like the two armies that are tied that need games workshop refresh treatment the most are craft world eldar and orcs so i was certainly yeah, really happy to see this how did you feel when you saw those was it the oh, beast man, snaggers so that we saw um, first these yeah. dudes on the pigs <laughs> the sort of more savage orcs than we're than we're used to seeing um in 40k anyway because of course we've had savage orcs in aos for a, for a good long while yeah um but it's nice to see them get official representation in 40k too, because they've always been they've always been so 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 cool. But it's always been about sort of you convert them yourself, um, mix in fancy bits if you really want to do it. So I guess it's I guess it's nice to see them explored in the context of 40k. Yeah, like those new squig riders, and well, I'm just curious what else they're going to be revealing. To be honest, it's going to be really cool to see that side of that side of orcs because we don't really see that. Yeah, so so um, like the first ones we saw were these squig riders, and what? How did you feel about the squig riders when they first came out? Yeah, and pig noses. Um, <laughs> Wait, I'm, squigs? Do squigs have pig noses? No, they don't, do they? Generally not. No. Um, well, what they're—I mean, what they're clearly doing is they're going for the more sort of revamping boar boys, I guess, because uh, back in—I mean, I say back in the day. This is before I was born. Dude, but I say back in the have... day all the time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> back in the day, game. ten it's years before game. I got into the hobby. Yeah. Um, 
uh, so orcs had um, you know they had boar riders and they had they had cyborgs and they had um, I mean basically it was just a straight port from Warhammer Fantasy into 40k. Yeah. So it's it's really nice to see a 40k version of that old concept, I guess. Uh, did they have they did have and boars in 40k though, right? But it was just like straight. They did have boars, yeah. Okay. They had cyborgs. Yeah. Um and the models were were basically metal heads that you stuck onto classic fantasy plastic ah, boars. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so straight um, port, like couldn't be any straighter. Yeah, so this is a bit different. This is a this is a brand new beastie, but it fits in with the aesthetic quite well, which I which I like. It's nice. It's nice to see something sort of mid range in size as well, because the thing that I've always found irritating really about orcs in 40k is that in fantasy they've got so many monsters, so many beasties that they associate with, because you've got the squigs and you've got trolls yep. and you've got all sorts. And in 40k that just doesn't exist. So um, in 40k there's like a little bit of squigs, right? But there's never been like a big squig presence. <laughs> there's. Not really, no. I mean, they've been in the fluff forever, so mm. I've always found it really strange that they just don't exist on the tabletop. I mean, that's why for a, for a long time, my, one of my big projects has been bringing like the monsters from fantasy into 40k. So I've been doing like my my space trolls for a good long while. Yes. Um, and I've been doing uh, like squig proxies for various vehicles. Like I did a teleporting squig oh, a while right. ago. Things amazing. Um, <laughs> you got We're gonna. Yeah, we're definitely gonna I'll, touch I'll on that. Go in the later part of the interview where we talk uh, more about your work, but I love that teleporting squig. Um, okay, so like, <laughs> I feel like them bringing squigs more into 40K is very much up your alley. So how do you feel about this port of squigs to 40K so far? I'm very say. happy about it. I'm yeah. very happy about it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we see even more, but it's definitely the direction that I'm pleased to see Games Workshop going in. Awesome. And what about the uh, like the orcs themselves? So we the first glimpse that we got of these new orcs were the um, the squig hound. I think are they called squig hound riders, something like that. Yeah. Um, and so we first got them, but then of course we got kind of like a, a redesigned orc on top, uh, redesigned grot on there. But then the next preview that we got was one of the um, kind of like foot slogging. Uh, yeah. God, what are they called? They're called. Beast Nagas. So one of the foot... Beast Snagger boys. Yeah. yeah. So one of the foot slogging Beast Snagger boys. So um, what do you think about this guy? I'll just pull them up on the screen here. He's the, <laughs> the first one they previewed. So he's for anyone following at home on an audio format. We're talking about the. Uh, it was kind of the second or third new orc they they previewed. Um, he's got like a. Uh, oh God! I is it a shooter? I'm terrible at this. Uh, it's a pistol, so it'd be a slugger. Slugger. Yeah. He's so he's got a slugger, and he's got a. Is it a chopper? <laughs> is it a chain yeah, chopper? It's, yeah, it's a, it's just a chopper. Anything's a chopper. Okay, so to be it's clear, all very generic. I love Xenos armies, but like for some reason, orcs are the one Xenos army I've never really gotten into. That's why I'm really glad you're here to talk about them because I feel like you have much more experience than me. Uh, yeah, so this is just like a foot slogging one. He's got like a kind of dragon beast pelt on his back with some some uh serrated spikes on it um yeah what do you think about these guys um i'm a big fan actually i really like the new they, so they've updated the anatomy a little bit of course um yeah. which is which is really cool I, I was hoping that they would do that because orcs are in this sort of they're in this sort of weird phase right now where we have lots of really old sculpts mixed in with new ones and you can see it especially if you compare like for example the crew of the new vehicles yeah to um to the regular plastic boys i actually i pulled up um, the boy oh no wait sorry i've lost it 
I had a boy here. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the uh, with the stick bombs, didn't you? Yeah, so uh, I've got a boy here, and um, so I think one of the reasons I'm not really into orcs is if you 360 around this boy a bit, and you take a look oh, at the, him from the, the side, the butt sticking out, <laughs> the weird butt sticking out. It, he's got like yep. a C shape to his body, like a C mm. pointing, like a, a reversed C. Where classic orcs shoulders. all just have scoliosis, apparently. Yeah, 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 yeah. like orcoid scoli- <laughs> scoliosis. So the unfortunate, well, the one thing is that with the beast snaga, uh, boy, you can't, you don't get that side view. So I'm really hoping they corrected that and that they're more upright. Um, so in the crew, those those vehicle crews that you're talking about, are they more upright? Are they less of this like scoliosis? Look? <laughs> yeah, they're a lot more upright. Um, they're, they they are really nice sculpts. Uh, I, I really like the update of the, the anatomy and the, the proportions are a little bit different as well so I'm really liking on these new boys that the heads are proportionally smaller um, right. when compared to the bodies because <laughs> um, with the with the way the boys are and the size of the heads compared to the bodies I've always found them to look quite sort of cartoony I mean Games oh, Workshop right. just has that in general that the, the heads, hands and feet are just too big Um it's more obvious on on human miniatures, but you see it on orcs too. Whereas yeah. on this one, the head is proportionally a lot, a lot smaller. Yes, which I really like. I think it makes them look a lot more ape-like. It makes them look a lot yes. more threatening. Also, like I have this um, thing where um, one of my pet peeves about Games Workshop is that they'll make something big and muscly, like a big chunky <clears> um, individual, like a model, a beast, something like that, and they'll be like, "Because it's so big, we need to give it giant armor. We need to give it giant weapons." And I feel like that reduces the size. It kind of like the giant scale of the weapons or whatever makes the the big giant chonky thing look smaller. And yeah. I kind of have that now that you've mentioned the head size. I didn't notice that, but with the big cartoony heads on the old boys, I feel like it makes them look less muscular. But with the smaller head on the new boys, like I really, again, the musculature is better in general on the model. But I I feel like I notice more. Um, yeah, how big and muscular the orcs are, are, and that's what I would expect of orcs. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. I mean, I like, I, I do, I do like the classic boys. I think the sculpts are really nice. The old sort of Brian Nelson style sculpts are are great, but I'm really enjoying the updated sort of physiology of them, and as well that they've got more different shapes. Like, so you've got this new boy who's really, really muscular, but then if yes. you look at the new character, um, Zadgrod Wartsnagger, he's yeah. he's very clearly a lot skinnier. I'm just going to pull him up Which here. I really like. Yeah. Oh, man. I love this guy. Like, when this guy, they did that preview. Yeah. So, if you look at the arms on the uh, Beast Naga, and then you go mm. and take a look at the arms on, what's his name? Zodgrod? Zod, uh, Zodgrod Wartsnaga. I love that he's so much skinnier. Yeah. Like, he's got the, like, oh, he's yeah, got the he's excess like skin around his elbow, and that his, his ribs are showing, and that he's clearly a different shape. He's a lot weedier. Right. Oh man, that's really cool. I, I actually didn't notice that as much. The only thing, for some reason, I noticed on this model, I mentioned this on the stream this week, his left <laughs> foot, something about his left foot, like it just looks so cool and like alien to me, the the one organic mm. foot he has left. Um, and I don't know that I've never, I've maybe I've never seen a bare orc foot before, or maybe when I've seen a bare orc foot, it just looked like a human foot, but something about that foot, it's, it speaks to me. And maybe it's because it's like thin and emaciated, <laughs> but... Yeah, yeah, this this guy's amazing. I this guy could get me into orcs, honestly. <laughs> he is a really nice, but I'm I'm definitely going to be getting a few and doing conversions with yeah. him because 
okay. yeah, I'm just seeing a lot of potential with him. He looks like he's going to be fun. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to get to him in a second. So I'm just going to progress through. So we talked about the the kind of like general snag of boys. Um, mm. And then, oh, I wanted to talk about this guy. So the pain, what's he called? He's a pain boy? Pain boss. Pain yes. boss. Thank you, <laughs> yes. So this was the one that was previewed this Monday, actually before, um, as part of the Here We Go features that they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, this guy is just super cool. And like, I feel like this is something we talk about on stream or something like that a lot. He's got an open hand. Everyone's like, can I get an open hand, please? And he's got an open hand without a gun in it, without anything. I love that. Yeah, they're so hard to find. <laughs> yeah. And then people are like, hey, how do you sculpt hands? I'm like, don't sculpt hands. They're such a pain in the ass. Just go and steal a hand from something that has an open hand. Like, don't sculpt them. So I'm glad to see we're getting more. Oh, speaking of the hands, uh, my other favorite thing about him, I, I only spotted this earlier, is if you, um, like, you can see in the reverse, I've, I've always wondered, like, what does an orc, like, he, he's got a power claw built onto his body, right? So what does yeah. he want to do when he wants to, what does he do when he wants to eat his dinner or scratch his ass or whatever? And if you look at his backpack, he's actually got a spare oh, the hand. left hand. Oh, I didn't. It's the left hand, so he can swap oh. out his claw. Oh, <laughs> I didn't catch that. You know, when I looked at the back of the model, it's got like these like uh, tanks and stuff on the back and like a generator yeah. or something. And I saw that hand in there and I didn't think about it. I was like, oh, you know, it must be just to um, like, he's going to fix people up and he's going to slap it on another boy. Yeah. But that's a wicked observation. It's like, no, he can swap out his yeah, claw. It's, it's left. <laughs> that is really cool. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So these, these models are just amazing. So what do you think about this guy in general? <laughs> Oh god, I love him. Um I'm so 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 happy to see an updated especially Pain Boy that just doesn't look like crap. <laughs> yeah. Um because I'm I'm not a particular fan of the of the existing plastic Pain Boy. I think mainly it's his face that turns me off. I don't but, really um, remember what he looks like. I'm going to try and bring him up in the background, but go for it. Uh, um keep going. Yeah, I've I've built that particular plastic Pain Boy a couple of times and every time I've swapped the head out because the face sculpt just completely oh my god I know. puts me off the whole model <laughs> is it the one with the crazy claw thing like and he's just like yeah smiling? yeah the massive hand with like the syringe fingers the hand just he's looks just completely disproportional and the face sculpt is just <laughs> oh my god he's having a great time he's got like a weird little like peg leg thing yeah this has got to be fine cast no it's plastic really yeah because that grot face looks really rough yeah, with the teeth. It's just a dodgy sculpt. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't understand how this got produced in plastic. Like, when I see, like, that dodgy grot face, it makes me think, fine cast, but dang. Yes, no, this is, like, plastic. oh, when you look at that and you look at this, like, world's different. Mm. Um, And then it's got all the, like, orc charm of, like, the weird, she's got a squig IV bag, it looks like. And I don't yeah. know what that other weird little yellow thing crammed on there is for, but... Um, that is see that's another thing that i really like um orcs have always had in their background they use squigs for everything mm -hmm. um so like one of the what kit is it it's the mega knobs um they have like a grot mechanic and he's holding like a squig under his arm with a tube in its mouth because bellows, that kind right? of squig secrete it, it secretes oil uh it's oil okay. it's an oil squig yeah <laughs> um and that one on his banner pole, I think it's a I think it's a buzzer squig, like the equivalent of a wasp or a bee, because that variety of squig also appears on one of the um 
on one of the buggies, the one that oh, fires squigs. Yeah. So I'm really liking that they're representing different varieties and they're um they're bringing that more in. Cool. That's another example of them referring back to the old background, which I which I really 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 like because it was just so much more characterful. So speaking of referring to the old background um, and it being characterful, I had not realized that this model is an update of an old model. <laughs> yeah, it's a revamp of a classic, like, which makes me so, so, uh, so happy. <laughs> Games Workshop is doing this a lot and it scratches all my right places. Like I love that they, they go back to their old lines. They find inspiration from like an old model. Um, oh, this was actually a pain boy. I didn't realize it was a pain boy. So I just yeah. pulled up a picture. Um, it's a bad moon pain boy with bionic head and arm. And if you look at this model, it's a little tough to find, but if you search that, you might be able to find it. Also, this is, we're putting this up on YouTube as well. So if you want to see it, um, but it's got basically the exact, oh no, let's get rid of that hideous bastard. It's got the exact same bucket <laughs> head as this, mm. this pain boy. Yeah. And oh man that's so cool and it's got the claw and there's probably other things in here that i'm not realizing are direct ports of it and that is so cool that they they remember yeah, the history i love that little homage to the i think it's second edition possibly first edition it's years and years and years and years before i got into the hobby anyway so i've, yeah. I've discovered all of this retroactively but um it's so nice to see them bringing the classic style back but with a modern level of sculpt i guess yeah and they've done this with other models, and I can't remember what they are right now, but there's been other models recently <laughs> that they've done this for, and I'm always just super impressed. It's just always really nice to see. Yeah. I, I love this pain boss. Like, I just want to grab him, and I just want to, like, clip off some of the super orky bits and just make him into some kind of weird, grotesque uh, rack, something or other, because I think yeah. I could do it without too much work and preserve that cool musculature, um, the cool, like, bionic legs they don't look very dark eldar but whatever i don't care he's just too cool <laughs> yeah so we saw him yeah. and then like the next big thing was that on um well first we had a warhammer 40k preview on tuesday of last week which was like hey here's two sisters models and everyone was like what the hell give us the <laughs> that you've already seen yeah. yeah we knew the no 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 it was is like 10 sisters models we'd already seen and two new ones and one of them was oh, like, yeah, this little you. priest and one of them was like hey here's that suit that we already showed you but there's a character she was pretty cool but I think a lot of people were disappointed with the Tuesday um, reveal for Warhammer Fest just because there wasn't much 40k yeah. in it other than here, read some books. And then, uh, but everyone knew orcs, I don't know, I think everyone knew orcs were coming. I knew orcs were coming. So I'm like, where are the orcs? Where are the oh, orcs? Yeah. Fortunately, Definitely. they split up the 40k thing onto two days and the orcs showed up on the Friday one. And they... Worth the wait. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> worth the wait it, i would say it was worth the wait first of all i just want to comment yeah. i love these orc videos they've done the like weird like scrawling oh on the, the artwork walls. and the cave paintings and yeah <laughs> i think that's a really classy way to do it the only problem i have is that when i was watching that video because they show that video first and then they show you like what models they're revealing in that video i kept hearing these like really heavy stompy noises and i was so convinced that there was going to be a squigoth like i'm like there's got to be a squigoth and then like there was stompy noises i'm like oh my god it's a squigoth and then they didn't show a squigoth but whatever <laughs> so yeah um this is continuing on with the whole beast snaga boys um theme and they've said that beast snaga boys are something you can put into any clan um yeah but they're kind of like their own division of orcs and they gave us this wall of beautiful orcs yeah so this boys. is why i'm interested to see more about them really because um up until now, like orcs have orcs have their different clans, and each clan has a very sort of specific style 
yeah i guess um yeah. And, and way of operating so it's really interesting to see them introducing something completely brand new i'm curious to see how that's going to slot into the different um different clans because they've they've specifically said that they would fit in best with the snake bites which is the sort of orc equivalent of the savage orcs or the 40k equivalent of the savage orcs yeah, yeah as a as a clan as a tribe but they've also said that the beast snaggers this this new faction are not exclusively from the snake bites so i'm curious to see what impact that has on the clan culture if they're going to do anything else with with the clans that we've not seen yet um hmm. Because It'll be interesting to see if there's more of a sort of blending, I guess. I'm familiar with like the clans on a high level, like because I got into 40k in second edition. I know the Goths because they were like the the main orcs back in the day, and then yeah, like, they're the poster boys. Those guys go a lot. Yeah, and then there's um like I, the snake bites have always intrigued me because they're more savage. And then I love I can't say why I love blood axes. Are blood axes a clan or are they just like a unit? They're a clan. Okay. Yeah. So they're like the sneaky commando boys, right? not just the commando boys they have they have i think they've got the highest proportion of commandos yeah uh and storm boys um the blood axes are the clan that's had the most contact with the imperium so they've oh. absorbed the most imperial culture so they will use camouflage for example and they have a lot of looted imperial equipment yeah um um okay but, that's so oh See, I thought they were just commandos. I just love, for some reason, I can't explain. I love orc commandos, and I'm really hoping they do some orc commandos as part of this re release. Like, mm. are the current commando models? Do you know if they're plastic or? No, then uh, they are still metal. I think. Good. That is that leads me to believe they might do them. That because I don't know. I yeah. just love commandos. <laughs> well, you say that you'd hope so, wouldn't you? But like that that's that's one of the reasons that the orc range is in such a weird spot because we've still got models from Gorkamorka, like the official uh death copter miniature it, the, the sculpt is older than i am oh which is especially weird because they released a plastic one yeah for in a uh, starter set but then they never made it available separately it was really strange oh man okay that <laughs> I, I've I've got an axe that I grind regularly, and that's that. This is not the same because like Blackreach came out like ten years ago, and they still don't have the Death Copters out. But um, Games Workshop released Death Watch Overkill, which is how they introduced the Gene Stealer cult against fighting mm. against the um, Death Watch. And in uh, Death Watch Overkill, they had a new uh, Patriarch, they had a new Magus, they had a new Primus, they had uh, Neophytes, oh, Acolytes, yeah. Aberrants, and then they had brand new Gene Stealer sculpts. That took them more back towards like the second edition version of Gene Steelers. Yeah, with the ribbed paneling on the back. Yes. And, yeah. and those have never been released in the like four, almost five years since Overkill it's came It's bizarre, out. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. So I think they're probably holding them for like Gene Steelers cult release. But but that's crazy that they, they have like an old Gorka Morka Death Copta. And you can buy that, but you can't get the Death Coptas out of Blackreach. Isn't the Death Copta not even in the Codex right now or something? I thought someone said. I think I it still is. I don't know. I'm not I'm really versed on sure. Tyranid Codexes, so I don't know if you're really versed on Orc Codexes, but... <laughs> um, um, I mean, I sort of am. If I'm if I'm doing a build, I'll give a sort of slight nod towards the rules, but yeah. mostly if I'm making something, it's just because I want it to look cool. <laughs> that's the best way to do it. That's that's what I think is the best approach. Yeah. So, back to clans. So, I'm familiar with mm. those, and there's, like, the, the Bad Moons and, like, the Red Suns. But how restrictive are the clans in terms of rules? Like, do they they fully like limit you to only these models and not other models? Because, well, they don't they don't limit you at all. See, this is this is 
again, this is another thing that I really try and explore more in my in my builds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, orc culture, it's got several subdivisions. So it's got the clans, which is the snake bites, goths, bad moons, evil suns, um, death skulls, mm-hmm. um, and then. There's the breakaway faction, which is the freebooters, which is a mixture of all the clans, mm-hmm. but basically just orcs that didn't fit in. Yeah. Um, and then you've got you've also got warbands, and warbands, as far as the story goes, will be a mixture of all the different clans together. So you might, for example, have an evil sun um, sort of vehicle contingent. The evil suns are like the speed addicted bikers, yeah. essentially, and then the foot sloggers might be might be goths because they have the most uh boys mm-hmm. um squiggers would probably be snake bites you don't really see that in official armies or any any sort of official representation it's always the entire army has a consistent they're all black they're all red or they're all yellow mm-hmm. so i'm really trying when i build my lot i'm trying to have them as more of a mixture i guess because i think that just has so much more character it makes me think of the um, new Drakari Codex they just released, Dark Eldar, because mm. Dark Eldar has a subdivision within their force where there's like Cavalite troops, which are like the normal Dark Eldar warriors, and they're the ones who have like the the planes and all that kind of stuff. And then they yeah. have the uh, cults, witch cults, which are like witches, reavers, hellions. Yeah. Um, and then they have the covens, which are the homunculus stuff, which is what I'm really into. And in the most recent Codex. It used to be that like you had either a coven force or you had a, a cabal force or you had a cult force. And if you chose that, you only got benefits if everything was from that. But in the most recent Dark Elder Codex, they released this thing called the Real Space Raid Formation, which is like you are allowed to take three separate forces as part of your force. And as long as you have a leader from a cabal, a leader from a coven, and a leader from a cult, you can have like different, um, what are they called? They're not formations. They're like whatever i don't play but the idea is that they're trying to encourage people to blend their army they're trying to encourage people to use yeah. different factions within one army and maybe there could be something cool like that for orcs where they they give you a reward for taking a sub set of your faction with like a, a boss from that area and then like some units yeah. and then you can also have a boss from a different clan or force and the units from that one yeah i think that'd be really cool to see i mean orcs They've never been that restricted in terms of rules. It's more of a it's more of a story thing, and I'm 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 much more about the fluff than I am about the rules because I haven't yeah. played in years because I've yeah. just not been in one place for long enough. But um, <laughs> dude, I've been in one place uh, for long enough. I still haven't yeah. played in years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, for me, what always drives me when I'm doing a build is is story. So if I'm building a character, I try and come up with if not like a fully itemized back backstory, then at least a rough idea of who he is, what clan he's from, because that, that drives how he's going to look and how he's going to behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and all lists have never been restricted in terms of you took an evil son's boss. You can only take bikers and vehicles. It's more, yeah. I guess it's more in, in, in what leeway you have towards conversions and being creative with what you want to build. I suppose, and and how you paint things as well. Like orcs yeah. are, are weirdly prescriptive in that sense. Like you pick one of the six clans, and then that that's your color scheme. So your orcs okay. will be yellow, red, blue, brown, black, or <laughs> um, okay. Um, so 
okay, so this one, this new force, the B-snag, is that it kind of cuts across those divisions? Yeah, um, it seems to. Um, it doesn't look, really fit into any one. Like, I'm, I'm trying to establish, like, a scheme on them, and, like, their armor is white, which I haven't really seen for orcs before. Yeah, that's new. Um, um, which is neat. And I'm having trouble picking out any other colors in there, but, yeah, it looks like it's, like, predominantly white color with red i think that was probably i think that was probably deliberate so that they don't fit too much into one particular clan yeah also like you can't use red if you're like riding a squig because they would just all blend in um, yeah yeah so uh at the preview the warhammer warhammer fest preview we saw a whole whack of beastnaga boys which is cool there's mm -hmm. like a, a beastnaga knob in there which they don't have a close-up picture of which makes me sad because he's got a cool kind of um it looks like he tried to make like the spine of a beast out of like metal on his back. <laughs> um, yeah, we got a close up of the like leader of the. Uh... Oh, interesting. Yeah, with the bionic. Yeah, what is what do they call him? Did they? Uh... Is he a knob? Oh, beast nagas. Yeah, so he's a knob. Yeah, he'll, the be, weird a, thing he'll is be a knob. He's riding a squig. He's not riding a squig hog. Like it's got two legs. Mm. And that crazy yeah. head smashing plate. And that really nice arm sculpt. I love that bionic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that is really nice. I didn't really take a look at that too close. It's really cool. I even like his gun. I mean, it's still huge, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like the like Hellboy Samaritan, isn't it? It's just yes. a big old revolver. It's cool to see. <laughs> and then it looks like he's got like a, a, a chopper pole or whatever behind him. Yeah, holstered on his back. Yeah. So... And I personally, I like his giant, big, beefy squig a little better than the squig hogs. Yeah, I do too. Because um, with the squig hogs, legs just look a little short for me. But like, they're pretty cool. But uh, and then everyone freaked out about the little. Uh, do they have it down here? The grot. Oh, with um, a unicycle. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was apparently Warhammer Fest. There was like three winners, and one of them was the crab, and one of them was this grot, and I can't remember what the other one was. <laughs> yeah, we have two unicycling grots now, don't we? Because we got the one, we got this one, yep. um, riding the squig, which is a unicycle squig, and there's also the guy that comes with the pain boss, who has oh, the same implant. There's a a grot with the pain boss. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, a uh, grot, uh, grot orderly assistant, and he's oh, he's got the sort of oh, lower I half of the wheel oh, as geez. well. I completely, I completely breezed <laughs> over. Yeah, the, the mono wheel grot. Yeah. Oh man, I forgot about that guy. Okay, so yeah, there are two unicycle grots now, or uh, yeah, mono wheel. I think some people have called it. Yeah. So. But that's another thing that's really cool to see because um. Uh. That's that's something we've sort of sort of lost really in the miniatures range, which is that orcs are just nuts in terms of in terms of the bionics they use. So like mm -hmm. in the old in the really old rule books they have like uh pogo legs, for example, or fuel injector legs for running really, really fast, or stilt legs, or <laughs> all yeah. sorts of weird shit that you just don't see reflected at all in, in, in the range, which I think yeah. is really sad because that's a massive part of their character that they're just constantly tinkering with themselves. That's one of the things that I really love about orcs for building. Like their tech mm -hmm. is just so rough. It's really easy to scratch build. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's like that's why I tell people to sculpt things like Tyranids because 
when you're sculpting mm. organics is a little more forgiving you can get something not exactly yeah, yeah. rectilinear and oh well it's, it's skin who cares um and i could see that with yeah. orcs it's got a big engine on the back and a big gun on yeah. the front and it works for orcs and like if you're cutting out plastic card and the plastic card isn't exactly straight who cares put some like nicks and divots in it and put some like more cuts in it and look it's orcs. Yeah. um yeah yeah I, I sort of think of orcs as entry-level scratch building and then my other love which is nurgly stuff mm-hmm. is entry-level sculpting yes yes nurgle is another great one because it's they're a mess so you can like yeah you can experiment very with textures and stuff like that to like fill up areas and they are very forgiving um yeah don't ever start sculpting space marines you'll you'll hate yourself <laughs> a because space <laughs> well, marines are boring, boring and b because yeah. it's gonna be really hard to get them right yeah um, i mean why would you even start <laughs> so i guess this is a bomb squig that he's riding it's got it looks like it's got a yeah. bunch of bombs and tnt and stuff strapped to it um and i like that you mentioned the like classic orc weirdness because we're about to get to that but before we get to that i feel like we should we talked a little bit about um i always get his names wrong zodgrob yeah yeah Wartsnager. Wartsnager, yeah so this guy was the he was one of my favorite i think he was probably my favorite 40k model that they showed off um yeah and he's just so cool. You taught you touched on how he's emaciated. Um, I like that he's got hair because, like, people who that I know in the community and you really can see that it's just been stapled on. <laughs> Some people commented if they wonder if those were teeth, like hair squig teeth, like the, the hair squig was like biting into him. Yeah, see, I, I wondered that too, but then, um, they said on the I video, think it's the, yeah, it's the beard. Yeah. For me, that makes me think it's just stapled on. Like, if yeah. you look at both corners, there's one, and then there's one bottom of his lip, yeah. too. Um, I think it's just stapled. I would be very happy if it was a hair squig. I don't think they, that's well, what this is. So when they did the preview video, they mentioned that the hair yeah. was stapled on, and I think they did call it a hair squig. Yeah. Um, which would be another cool, like, return to, like, weird, wacky orc stuff. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people I know who, well, some people I know who love orcs, they, they're like, where are the hair squigs? I want the hair squigs back. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so I love that about him. And like even like his bionic leg, like it looks like thin and kind of like really like those, looks like he's got some wicked talons on it. And yeah, it's all spindly. His claw, like his, uh, I don't know what that's called, but the claw on the end of his pole is just amazing. Yeah. It's just really nice to see an alternate body shape on orcs as well. That's something yeah. I well, that's something I've been exploring for a while. Like I've got my big fat war boss and Yeah, yeah. I've done I've done a skinny weird boy as well. It's it's nice to see them exploring that a bit more. Yeah, this guy would make a great weird boy because he's so He would make a fantastic weird boy. That was that was my first thought. He even already has a staff, you just have to replace the head on yeah, it and you've got a and weird like with boy. With the hair? Oh man. Yeah, he'd oh, be man. fantastic. Replace replace his pistol kit. with an open hand. Yeah. You should do a double kit with him with weird boy bits. Um, And the other thing is uh, he's another callback to a classic orc. Mm. So this is the same character. I also love. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same character. Zodgrod Zodgrod Wartsnagger. Yeah. Yeah, he's from the classic Freebooters Codex, as far as I remember. Right. He does look freebootery to me. (laughs) And again, you got that same kind of claw pole thing. You got the same like hair and beard. They even painted it blue. Um, oh, what has he got on his pole? It looks like he's got like a boar on his it's, pole. It's a little sculpt of himself riding a boar. Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like you see, it's got the blue beard and he's got the claw and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, it, oh, the claw. Oh, okay. I thought those were horns, but you're right. That's okay. That's really cute. <laughs> so I guess they, they removed the boar theme, but 
and then also this guy looks like he's got an eye patch but i guess it was just kind of like a nod to this character yeah um, i mean it's the same it's the same character by name but they have really updated him so yeah. like he's got the bionic leg now as well yeah and i do not i'm not mad because he is so cool i love uh, the update i'm really happy with it i've been yeah. planning and i've been planning a conversion of zodgrod for ages anyway so i'm really happy that they released an official model and i I think that they in the video they made it clear that none of these things are limited edition so they'll all be coming out like you get them in the box first um but yeah then you can get them later and this might be the first orc possibly the first orc model i ever buy i don't know that i've ever bought an orc it's weird because like <laughs> i got into 40k um in second edition but before i got into 40k i had a friend who got like random models like 40k models and they were like hey let's paint these together and the first 40k model i ever painted i forgot this was an orc it was like oh, really no way old second edition i don't know if it was mega armor or something i think he had like this weird like arm cannon oh i think i lost you are you still there oh coming back there we go i'm back in so i can i can't see your video yet but it might be coming oh here we go dropped out for a sec sorry that's okay. Uh, glad you're back. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, you were saying I, it was the first orc you painted. I forgot that I think the first orc I ever tried, the first model I ever tried painting was an orc, a 40k orc. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I've been destined to get on orcs for a long time. Um, I guess one other thing they they showed at the, um, the Warhammer Fest this week was the war boss in mega armor and i didn't realize yeah. how significant this is people have told me like because i don't follow orcs oh that's a like, big thing <laughs> yeah that they've had this in their in their codex possibly for a while but the only model was gazgul or something and oh it's it's weirder than that so he's he has been in the codex for well for as long as i've been in the hobby the uh the mega armored war boss was in was in the codex when i first bought it which was like the third edition codex i think mm -hmm. um but the only mega armored war boss available was was gazgul so everyone had to convert him right um there was no then... other war boss no no oh, uh, oh there were there were unarmored ones but there was a there was there yes. was no mega armored one you had to buy gazgul and then convert him or convert which, a mega Nod when or he was still like a metal that? model was was a nightmare yeah. <laughs> um but then it got even stranger because in the last Orc Codex, when they when they brought the buggies out and um, revamped a lot of the range, they also dropped loads of character models uh, and character entries, including the Mega Armored Warboss. So you couldn't oh. take it at all. Okay, so they like it they was, were like they realized well. they didn't have a model. They're like, yeah, we're just going to take this away. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't just the Warboss; it was quite a lot of the characters. So they dropped the they dropped the Big Mac with the custom force field. Mm -hmm. uh, which a lot of people were upset about because he was pivotal in quite a lot of tournament lists. So they actually brought him back in, I think it was chapter approved. Mm -hmm. But they also dropped Mega Armored Warbosses, Warbosses on bikes, Pain Boys in Mega Armor, Pain Boys on bikes, Big Macs on bikes. Um, like the majority of character options just got pruned straight out of the codex. <laughs> wow. So that seems like the, if we don't have a model for it, we're not going to have it. In the codex. Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. Ignoring the fact that orcs are possibly the most conversion-friendly army, so if you don't have yeah. a model for it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Just loot someone else's model and make your own. Every release is an orc release with the right attitude. Yeah, yeah. This is this is actually how the crew guys are getting these days. Everything that comes mm -hmm. out, friggin' Iron Beak is like, 
It's like a bird on it. Model. Yeah. That's crew model. <laughs> That's crew model. I'm like, okay. Like to the point now where like Blitz Mechanica is sending me messages and at on the on Saturday of Warhammer Fest, they showed this like Sigmar winged angel character thing. Wasn't really yes. moved by it, but Blitz Mechanicus like that's an orc base. Uh, that's a crew base. I'm gonna steal that from my swamp crew. I'm like, okay, sure. But yeah, orcs were the, the original, the OG. I can loot that. That's a that's yeah. an orc release. That's always been my favorite thing to do, like picking an obscure sculpt and making it into an orc, like yeah. the weird boy that I made out of that vampire, or the fat war boss that I made out yeah. of the jellypox infected. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so, so much this more is, fun to me. So this dude is a big deal. The the mega yeah, boss in huge. It's war really exciting. Army. Cool. I like his little Grot Gunner. I think that's a really good solution so that you don't have to have him like having like a giant axe in one hand and a giant gun in another. I'm all about like Pintle, like shoulder mounted weapons and stuff so that they don't have to clutter up model hands. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a big fan of multiple models on one base. I often, I in my own builds, I often do this. I have miniatures with little little henchmen or pets or, or things that they have alongside them because it turns your, your character model into a little diorama, which I, yeah. which I love. Which is great. Um, okay, so we <laughs> talked about that. We talked about Zograd. And then um, what I wanted to talk about was... So we talked about how these these models that we've seen already, they're already showing like positive um, progress in the orc line, like getting maybe away from that weird physiology, smaller heads, um, better musculature, yeah, so. like different body shapes are very useful. Um <clears throat> So I wanted to kind of talk about, we, we've touched on it a bit, but some of this feels like it's going back to classic orc, like um, classic orc kind of fluff or classic orc approach yeah. to the models. Um, and I just wanted to have you talk about what you love about orcs in general. Oh, man. Um... <laughs> well, what I'm going to do think... is I'm going to pull up, you sent me some pictures sure. to feature, and there's yes. one partic particularly characterful one that I wanted to uh, pull up here. And this might inspire you as to where to start when it comes to talking mm. about what you love about orcs. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, hold on. I gotta... What have I done? <laughs> so, are you seeing this one? Uh, still waiting for it to come up. Okay. Sorry, one sec. That's fine. <laughs> when it comes up, you go for it. I will. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old Paul Bonner artwork. Um, <laughs> Paul, Bonner is a, Paul Bonner is a Games Workshop artist that I didn't recognize well enough. And I've yeah. come to appreciate him recently. Like, with he did, like, a really weird Tyranid art piece that we talked about on the stream one time. So this is Paul Bonner? Oh, yeah, the yeah the Hive ship. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, let's not talk about it. Disgusting, but fantastic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know that he's done much for Games Workshop for a while. The most recent piece of his I can think of was the, um, he did a beautiful painting of an old Big Mac that appeared in one of the Imperial Armor books. But yeah. um, I think what I love about his orcs is just that they are so, so characterful and the mixture of costumes and styles of dress and um, and the weaponry and just everything about them, I guess, speaks to what I really love about orcs, which is that of all the factions in 40k, they're probably the only ones having a good time. Like, they're happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> like, they're just loving it. That's what I really like about them, that they're um, they're simultaneously really silly and really scary. Yeah. Um, like, uh, one of my, my favourite 
um i know you don't really like black library novels but i i have a few that i like and um one of my favorites is one called evil sun rising which is about orcs invading a planet from the perspective of the orcs yes and what I love about it is that it's describing them doing stuff that from a human's perspective would just be horrifying. Um, like there's a point when the crew like uh, cut a, um, not princeps, I don't know the term for um, the commander of a knight, but they basically cut a knight pilot out with a blowtorch and then <laughs> roast him and eat him. But they just describe <laughs> it as like this big party, like they're just having this barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and it's horrifying. Like that—that's what I love about them. I guess that they are—they're monsters and they're terrifying and they're horrible. But as far as they're concerned, they're just having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so you sent through a couple of um, examples of kind of like classic orc artwork from Forty K. Oh um, yeah. Was there any of these that you particularly wanted to touch on, or is it just capturing the? the spirit that i love about them um <laughs> i think they're all equally brilliant to be honest i can have a quick look and, and see if i have a favorite but um oh here we go so it will be yeah this one either either this one or the um the next the one along i think which is with King... the what was the other one the mechtown with the with the with yep. all the winches and the pulleys this one yeah so tell, i love talk this to us one mechtown so this to me just speaks to the the mad chaos that orcs are, which I absolutely love. <laughs> um, Is this another Paul Bonner? These are both Paul Bonners, yeah. Wow, they are so cool. Like, I love this little guy down here, like planning out something. <laughs> yeah, that they're you know they're talking about their drawings and they're um they're they're figuring out what 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 to do next and you can see like it's 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 all very Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> which I love because stop motion's another 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 love of mine. But, yeah. um, oh, and then we got like grots up in a bucket at the top, and like there's one yeah. grot like yelling at the other grots, and there's one like grabbing. Yeah, and they've got drawings. stacks of plans and papers, and they're all. Um, like you can see on the drawing where it's been flipped over, they're designing a stomper, which is what's being built in the background. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's my favorite thing about them. They've just got this fun approach to intergalactic war, which which <laughs> is is refreshing, given I how agree. grim dark forty k usually is. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got the uh, what is this one? Kingpin, something, King Pimp Bork. That was another one of those you sent through with the. What's going on here? It looks like there's like a grot like <laughs> cellar in the front, and then there's like possibly someone fanning this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's just the name of the JPEG. Giving him something. But, um, yeah, so just a this is just a generic orc settlement as far as I can tell, but again, very much old school. So yeah. this, it kind of throws back to um like the old Gorkamorka artwork. And their old style of building, style of architecture, like the way the orcs used to be, was they had these very sort of blocky, uh, blocky like sandstone buildings and forts. Yep. Um, and it was all very Warhammer fantasy with guns, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I remember then, those. You know, and they had those the classic background. scenery they'd show them in the codex, like the yeah. orc settlements with the yeah, like the cardboard cutouts. It's almost like like an yeah. Arabian fort. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that style. 
And then if you look in the background, you can actually see there's an orc riding like a mutie or a, or a, or a, or a oh, horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see it. Yeah. By the I just love there. how exuberant it is and how much is going on, I suppose. <laughs> nice. And then you sent one of, is it freebooters? I always think when I see orc pirates, I think they're freebooters, but. Yeah, I mean, they pretty much are. That is the one swinging on the rope, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so the freebooters are a bit of an odd case. They're not they're not a clan of themselves. They are orcs that dropped out of their clan and, and just rove around basically doing what they want. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, they are orc pirates in space. And they just take the silliness that orcs have and turn it up to eleven. <laughs> so I don't I feel like I'm not expecting Games Workshop to go back to quite that silly, but I'm glad they're bringing in no. more silly. Um, there was another one that you sent through of an orc with kind of like a machine gun. It, it, yeah. It's pretty low resolution, but he looks like he might be a goth. I see like a, a bull on his back banner or on a banner. Yeah, him. probably. Um, yeah, I, I can't see them going back to this level of silliness. And to be honest, that's fine because I, I like what I like about them is that they're silly within a serious setting. Yes. I suppose, and it would be hard to take them seriously as as the threat that they are. Yeah. If they were so, if the, if they were that ridiculous, I guess you know, placed alongside the other factions in forty k as they are now. Yeah, like when I look at these, I very much see kind of like Brian Froud labyrinth goblins. Yes. Like yes. 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 And I know exactly. that you and I are both big fans of that. Um, oh, huge! <laughs> I think that worked in the nineties, but like when I think of orcs now, I think of them more as like brutal like yeah brutal objects that smash their way through um and they've kind of they've almost developed their own kind of aesthetic they've evolved from the like Freudian uh goblins into yeah they've moved away from this like um, scrap like i think when i try to describe orcs i think of like scrap i think of like big engines stuff like that and it's kind of it's kind of cool how they've evolved into their own thing that way yeah like more mad max less crazy space goblins <laughs> yeah definitely now that we've been through kind of like what you love about orcs maybe it's a good time to kind of get into like what you love about the hobby and how you got into that stuff i gotta say that when you described all that it really made me believe that you must have come into the hobby in second edition because it seems <laughs> like you really love the second edition vibe to orcs but that's not the case so when did you get into the warhammer 40k hobby <clears throat> um Oh, when I went to when I went to secondary school, so it will have been two thousand five, late two thousand five, early two thousand six. Yeah, two thousand five. Um, so okay, mm. third, fourth so, edition, fifth, fifth, third or fourth. Know? I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, certainly not. Certainly not during the sort of golden age of silliness, as it were. But yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's. Kind of the vibe that I'm going for. The um, silliness in the face of extreme horror is how I think of it, with how with how horrible the 40k universe is, and just everything is miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and um, how did you like? How did you get introduced to 40k? Like, what was your first inroad to it? A friend who collected Space Marines. Always, they're <laughs> like, "Hey, I collect Space Marines every I need time." To shoot. Yeah, basically. And yeah, my first, first army, army was Space Marines. My first army was Space... Well, no, my first model 
I ever, ever bought was the classic Hive Tyrant. Oh. Um, but then my first army was Space Marines, just because it was easy and they were super forgiving for new gamers. Yeah. What What do you mean by classic? Do you mean second edition, third edition, the one with the like the like Geiger alien head or? Yeah, that one. Okay, so third edition Hive Tyrant, the Walking Hive Tyrant. Yeah, with the um, when the studio scheme was uh Kraken, the Bone and Red. Yes, yes, that's awesome. I'm, I, that's clearly why we're such good friends because your yeah, first model was a tyrant. <laughs> my first model was also that I got like bought was a tyrant. Um, yeah, but second edition, and then alongside some turbigans. Cool. So you started <laughs> off with Space Marines, and like what what comp- what chapter did you start off with? Uh, it was homebrew. Um, I even then I was allergic to <laughs> to uh, following instructions. Um, I like that allergic to following instructions. <laughs> um it's it's my entire approach to the hobby to be honest if you're telling me yeah. to do it that way then i will do it this way because it's mine um yes. yeah it was a it was a homebrew chapter and i did do a lot of converting but i have to say i was more enthusiastic than competent um so <laughs> <laughs> looking Again, at an excellent way to describe it and i would encourage everyone to be more enthusiastic than competent <laughs> like that, um, and looking that's at some of my old minis, it's just—it's just horrifying. That's how you learn to sculpt. <laughs> you, you need to be more enthusiastic than you are competent. Yeah, absolutely. Eyes bigger than your stomach, and yeah. and you'll figure it out as you go you'll along. Catch up. Um, yeah. So yeah, my first chapter was my first army was a homebrew space marine chapter. Um, what were they called? <sighs> the Knights of the Blazing Sun, which nice. when I was eleven. I thought sounded super cool. Of course. Um, not so much now. <laughs> and like, did they have like a special thing? Like, did they all have blazing suns on? Were they bright orange? Well, that was their that was their symbol. Yeah, I mean, they were um, they were. It was. I have thought about buying a space marine and painting it to the best of my ability in in that old school scheme because that might be quite good fun. But they were they were sort of metallic armor um, with red shoulder pads and red helmets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I painted like a sun on on their left shoulder pad just by like stippling red and then yellow. Yeah. Um. So they were primitive as hell. <laughs> but, I feel um, like they might have been a precursor to orcs. Like you were just doing evil suns and just didn't know it yet. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um. And then my my second army was a crew army. Really. Um, this is what. Yeah. This is when. This is before the Tau Empire was Tau Empire, and certainly yep. before they had an apostrophe inserted. They were they were they were just called Tau and Crute at yep. that point. Yeah. Um. And I yeah I built a fully Crute army. Wow. So you were OG um, full Crute, <laughs> like before Iron yeah. Beak and all that action. Yeah. Back in when when will this have been? Two thousand seven. Yep. I think was when I did that. And did you? Uh, were they just like you just used carnivores and ox and crude hounds, or did you like represent? I had a I had a converted hammerhead. Yep. Um, this was very. It was around this time, or a little bit after that, I discovered Moloch's work. Yes, you remember his crew? So I, I started my pure crew army before I found his work, and then I found his work, and it just blew everything I did out of the water. But well, I did I did convert a hammerhead. <laughs> that's cool. And was it a similar kind of thing where it was like crew piloting a Tau hammerhead, or did they like yeah, like... yeah, sort of looted? Um, nice. Well, you guys were working on the same kind of idea at the same time. That's wicked. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, um, so then... he, his his was obviously vastly vastly better than mine. But oh, yes, whatever. 
Um, <laughs> as we said, enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is what's important. So, and a contrarian attitude. And I refuse from, to do it the way that you tell me to. <laughs> yeah, the contrarian. I think the contrarian attitude is where um, nice, like, count as forces and stuff like that come from. Um, mm, I've got a bit of that contrarian in me, um, in that, like, when I think about an army, for example, my Gene Stealer cult, I don't like the idea that Gene Stealer cult is like a flash in the pan and the Tyrants come and eat it. I'm like, no, I want a Gene Stealer no. cult that, like, lasts, that, like, yeah. escapes the this is know, a cult conflict. of hundreds or thousands of years and they're fully established yeah yeah Definitely. like my my coven is like uh, trying to represent all of the dark eldar list through a coven so coming up with weird reasons that uh, a coven would make something like a dark eldar warrior or something like that um yeah i remember like you've got your fantastic you've got the venom with the um the hooks that the racks tack on, yeah. attach onto on the back i love that conversion but i feel like that's that's a little bit contrarian in that i'm like okay you give me a venom and I could put, like, they, they give you a little crew for the Venom that is, like, Rax yeah. or Coven or whatever. I'm like, no, it's not enough. Like, you gotta, gotta push it a little further. Um, and then, so Yeah, from- I don't, I think it's also, it's not just contrarianism, though, is it? It's also having your own idea and then using what Games Workshop gives you in terms of rules and models as a, as a springboard. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like taking, then, a, taking a profile and then breaking it down into, right, so it's a vehicle, but really all it is, it's a stat block with this number of wounds and this armor save, so I will make it as a monster that's roughly this big. Yes, um, I love that. That's that's always been my approach. And you can do that even with just like rank and file troopers. Like you're like, I want something bigger and tougher. Well, then find something in the list that has a higher toughness or higher wounds yeah. and then just make it big and beefy in another way. Um, yeah, completely. Where did you go after Crute? God, I can't remember. Um, I think Necrons for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did, yeah. That was my first proper gaming force. I went to a couple of tournaments for my Necrons army. Hold on, I've got one of your Necron models here. I just got to pull it up. Oh, yeah, the Walker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so you did this really funky converted Necron Walker. What did you convert it from? Uh, it's a... <laughs> it's a triox stalker sort of smushed together with a ghost arc as far yeah. as i remember yeah i think um because like necrons have these they have these sort of canoptech constructs i wanted to make yeah. something that was really not humanoid not like anything else in the necron line yeah um like very clearly something completely artificial so i just i just spent a few evenings messing around with this build and seeing what I could come up with. Um, I think it's really cool. I really um, wish I'd finished it. I enjoyed building it. <laughs> well, you didn't finish it? It looks pretty close to done to me. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that was about a third of the way painted. I, I, I gave it to a friend who, who plays Necrons and, yeah. and who would get much more use out of it than I would because I, you know, I'd finish it and then it would just sit on my shelf forever. <laughs> and so, was this in the era that you were going to tournaments or the, that was pre this? Um, that was pre this. Okay. Um, I made I made that twenty seventeen. Oh, okay, gotcha. Three three and a bit years ago. Um, yeah. So I I I, I had my Necron sort of tournament army, and then I just sort of stopped gaming for a while. I was yeah. I was just converting and painting a lot. Uh, and then I switched over to Warhammer Fantasy. I had a massive Night Goblin army. That was oh. what I was doing for a long time. Cool. 
Was that when they? <laughs> was that before they re-released them? Like before the? It was uh, when they were. Game? It was when they were still Night Goblins. Yeah, it was yeah. before Age of Sigmar happened. Okay, um, yeah. Back when it was just Warhammer Fantasy. So you took um, a break from gaming, but you you were, it sounds like you were still hobbying like consistently throughout. Yeah, well, it's it's been my creative outlet for a very long time. So, like you know, even now, I don't really I don't really play ever, mm -hmm. um, but but the conversion side and the community side as well, like getting to know you as well, for example, um, has always been what I've enjoyed about the hobby. So, I gaming, I can sort of take or leave it. I just yeah. want the creative outlet. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm with you on that. But I think the creativity and the the community sides are definitely what I'm into as well. Um, but I do, you kind of mentioned that when you do a conversion, you have a mind to like what it could represent in a codex. I think that's yeah. how I approach it, that I don't worry about <clears throat> playing, but if I had to play, I have an idea for what this thing could be. Um, yeah. and like people ask me sometimes, they're like, oh, what do you do for your rules for your conversions? Like, do you like do homebrew rules? I'm like, I don't really care. And if I'm making like a giant dactylus, I guess you could use it as an exocrine because we have like an exocrine stat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you went to Necrons, and then from Necrons you went Fantasy Battle. When did you come Fantasy, back to 40k? Yeah. Uh, 20... Yeah, 2017, around the time I built that Necron Walker. So okay. I did uh, I did that Necron, I did some Tyrion builds um, that I really need to finish. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> three years on. Um, yeah, so... So this was before I really did. This was before I really did orcs. I I started a small Tyranid force. Yeah. Um, uh, this is when I really got into blogging. So I discovered I I used to check your blog every like every other day. Oh god! Um, and I started for that to be required. <laughs> no, I know, but it was good reading. Um, and this is when I was really getting into properly properly getting into modeling and converting and and sculpting. Nice. Um, so like I was using your sculpt sculpting tutorials, for example. Great. Um. <laughs> picked up the the hand cream trick which is so helpful yeah uh, that is not my trick. that is hydra's trick he just gifted it to mm. me and then i just loudmouthed it to the rest of the world you just shared it with everyone yeah um <laughs> okay so you yeah had a so bit i saw of tyranids. a little bit of tyranids and then that was when i got into orcs i right. think i've pulled About up three years ago an orc picture here which i love um, I think you described this as your fat war boss. My fat war boss, yeah. <laughs> and like you said, he... you like having different things on the bases. We got a cute little squig with a hat coming along with him. <laughs> yeah, he's got pirate hat. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, he's he's still one of my favorite builds that I've ever done. I think. I think he's certainly one of the most successful. He's still one of my favorite models you've ever done. Yeah. And in terms of um... models, what was this based on? <laughs> It was one of the Jellipox infected that they did with Rogue Trader. Really? Um, oh, the hand. Yeah. I see the hand. That's the, the the weird one with the hair, I think. Uh, Yeah. Oh, I, I, I changed him a lot. I'm yeah. seeing if I can find the official image of him. Here we go. The foot looks like a Storm Fiend. Uh, it is a Storm Fiend. Yes, okay. the feet are Storm Fiends. Yeah. So I'll just send you an image of the model I converted from. But... um. Okay. He he's I don't know if you remember I was talking about earlier. I I really 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 like to find the least promising model possible, and then <laughs> see if I can turn it into something cool. Yeah. 
because it's a challenge for me and it means that once I get it done, again, this is the contrarian coming in, once yeah. I get it done, no one else will have anything remotely similar because no one else will be stupid enough to try it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the guy you converted him from, the, the butcher yeah. kind of dude. Actually, really Yeah. Funny. But, like, I see maybe some of that musculature <laughs> is hidden under all that armor. Um, yeah. And the hand is definitely close, but... It looks like there's a lot of other stuff that went in there. His his left arm is completely scratch built. I sculpted over the belly. His legs are sculpted with Stormfiend feet. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it is just a mishmash of all components and pieces that I had in my bits box. <laughs> nice. But and then yeah, said- sculpting has been my weakest area for a long time. So it's something that I'm really, really working on fixing. So like with him, I sculpted his his belly and like his chins, his fat, yeah, uh, and his legs as well, his trousers. Uh, so what you consider weak, I don't know that other people could, would consider weak. <laughs> I understand that it might not be at the point where you want it to be, but I say you're still pretty strong on that. Um, you sent through another, is this an orc or is this a chaos? No, it's an orc. It's got a banner pole. It's the one with, oh, with the, the... the, he's an orc slaver. Um, oh. so yeah, I sent, I sent him through because he is relevant to what they're releasing now with the beast snaggers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because referring back to what I said earlier about I really wish orcs had more monsters and creatures and 40k, I wanted to do like a slaver army, so like um, with trolls counting as dreadnoughts and squig riders counting as bikers and that guy was going to be my war boss, like a, a slaver who has just become the leader of his own warband, which is why he's got that claw mm-hmm. um, like the classic like the grot slaver, I guess yeah. so I may revisit. I think I actually will revisit that model and finally, finally finish him now Perfect. that now that beasties are coming back. <laughs> and you, you know what? I don't know. I guess did that uh, did that squig naturally have that weird gob thing on it? No, I added that. That's from a biker. You know what that looks like? That's <laughs> that's exactly those squig hogs. You converted a squig hog before the squig hogs. Oh were yeah, that's thing. true. I did. That's like. Just put a big hoggy <laughs> body on that. It's the exact same thing as the squid yeah. hog. Well, I guess like orcs, they have those big metal like lower jaw things. But you yeah, know, buddy, yeah, I got them. Yeah, it's um, yeah, that is the fairing from the front of a war bike. Mm. And then he's got little blinders on the squig. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I, really I figure like they like they 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 bite their handlers and all the time. I figured blinders. Uh, blinkers made sense. You should totally put those on your squig hogs <laughs> if you get any squig hogs. Oh, I totally will. Nice. Like, that's one of the things I really love doing. I like considering how a character would actually use his equipment and how it would actually work. So, like, yeah. for example, on the um, on the uh, the claw, yes, uh, it's got a little finger guard, and I made buttons, and I scratch built a trigger, and all that stuff. So it looks like it could possibly work. Perfect. And I try and do that with all my miniatures. I try and consider how things would actually be used. So, like, if I go back to my fat war boss, he's a good example of. Um, in in the rules, a war boss has a claw and a shooter, but I wanted him to have an open hand, so yes. I just I strapped it to his back. So it's on the model for if anyone wants to complain, but I I still get my sort of vision. Oh, so it's in I like suppose. a like a it's slung across his back somewhere. Yeah, it's on a sling. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, and like the the Mega Armor War Boss we saw where you got the Grot Gunner on the shoulder so that you can have like, he doesn't have an open hand, but you can have 
more flexibility around that. Yeah. Um, perfect. So these are your orcs. We talked about your necrons. Um, we talked about your tyranids. We don't have any pictures of your tyranids because they're long lost. There was some long, long, long lost. I got locked out of that Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, but there will they will come back, right? Because I've they been bothering you for so long. Oh, you've been pestering me for three years, man. It's, it's so <laughs> fucking beautiful. So um, you did like one of the very first things I ever remember seeing of yours on that old Instagram account that you got locked out of was a really cool um, modernization of the big giant head zonethrope. Like not talking yes. about the giant head zonethrope we have now that are very long, but talking about like the, the classic edition. one with like the shield shaped head and the two yes, legs the and leg. the warrior torso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you I were doing an model. amazing version of that, and I was like, hey, when are you going to finish that? Hey, when are you going to finish that? Hey, when are you going to finish that? And I've tested you enough that you're like, you know what? I'll just finish it and give it to you. I'm like, yes! Yes! <laughs> so uh, one day, that will see the light of day. One day. And then I will have it. That, which will be a problem, because I don't do much painting, but I will do it, because I love that thing so fucking much, and I love the original zone thrift that you based it on. Um so yeah, it's too bad you don't have pictures of your Tyranid stuff because your Tyranid stuff was really neat. I still hold out hope that one day you might get back to Tyranids. Maybe it'll take a new Tyranid release, but... Yeah, I do intend to. It's on the long, long list of projects that I intend to revisit. <laughs> so you said, you mentioned Nurgle. I don't know if I have... Um. So I've been doing that more recently, I guess. But yeah. Because um, you've done some I Necrons suppose... recently. I'm just uh, flipping through your Instagram quickly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a really cool scheme for your Necrons that's like a, a teal and... Oh, the, the teal and the white. Yeah, and like a, some yellow, like orange in there. Um, mm. You did a friggin' cool... Is it a uh, Nightbringer based on yes. Catacross? Yes, yes, yes. He was fun. Oh, man. He's friggin' cool. Yeah, the, the Necrons are solely because I can paint them super, super, super quickly, and I really nice. wanted um, a gaming force that I can actually have a go with. So, like, uh, uh, one of the, you know, one of the warriors is maybe maybe 10 minutes worth of painting. Oh, really? So, Amazing. Yeah, they're very, very, very quick. Like, that that was the whole point of that scheme. The characters take a bit longer, but because, of course, they do. But um, yeah. they are very quick. One day I want to do <laughs> Necrons, and I tell myself that it's going to be an easy scheme, but I'm worried it won't be. <laughs> but yeah, you got some really cool necrons i i can't get enough of that nightbringer that you you called on the whole like the new design elements that they have where the new um satan Catan, whatever they have yeah, like the sort a, of control units yeah the canop what'd you call it the canoptic parasite keeping him in yeah. check on his back oh it looks so good and then you use like catacross and you use like a is that his name yeah. i can't remember how to pronounce it uh yeah catacross from the night haunts not night haunts uh, the Ossiarch, whatever yeah. they're called, but it, Soul and Reapers, like, and sculpted his hood as well, which was which was yeah, fun. Yeah, you got the hood on there, and I feel like it's uh, it's not a simple conversion, but it's it's a efficient conversion. That you used a lot of catacross, you added a few bits to it, but it looks completely like perfect for Necrons and totally different. I love it. Yeah, it's it's mostly catacross. I I sculpted the I made the scythe obviously, and I sculpted yeah. the hood. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to fit with the more sort of Reaperish aesthetic, and then I just added a couple of select Necron techie bits, I suppose. But yeah, it was it was a minimal amount of work. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just kind of like browsing your Instagram, but uh, you talked earlier about Pain Boy that you converted because we were talking about orcs and um, their body shape. Oh and yeah, how like the new yeah, body yeah, shape yeah. on that new uh, character is like a little more emaciated. 
and you said you mm. used a, uh, one of the... Uh, a weird boy. Yeah, you did a weird boy out of one of the vampire models? That guy, the floating one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to, fun. like, find, like, my favorite bits. And then I got to find that teleporting squig, but it might take me a bit. <laughs> El Squigo. Yeah, he's a bit of a way down. But there's all kind like, yeah, if you're not following uh, Grim and Gribbly on um, Instagram, you really need to because you can just scroll down through his page and there's all kinds of goodness. I just found a new orc war boss here with some giant ass claw hands based on a oh, dreadnought. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, he was uh, he was a commission. I made him for a guy who is no longer on Instagram, I don't think. But he was a oh, he was man. actually a really fun build. I was sad yeah. to get rid of that one. You got some boats. You got some like stompas or whatever the heck they're called. You got whatever the hell these things are. You took like uh, pink horrors and like creepily sculpted over their oh yes the faces. Yeah, the horror brothers. Yeah, they were fun. Oh, based on squigs. <laughs> oh man, they're really cool. Yeah, yeah, squigs with just green stuff smoothed over the eyes. They were they were That's a fun so conversion cool. to do. Oh, and then uh, we talked about your orcs, but um, you also mentioned that you have a force of goblin uh space trolls yes so you did a conversion of i think it was uh was gasgall into yeah. a, a troll war boss yeah do you want to talk about that one a bit probably the most terrifying conversion i've ever done because it involved cutting a massive hole in a really expensive model but <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> um you can <laughs> wasn't sure at the time <laughs> yeah um yeah so i i wanted to do i wanted to do like the space trolls and i wanted to do them as a project for a really long time and i started off by converting all the characters so he's my gasgol i've also done i've done a mech i've done a weird boy and i've done a pain boy um and the trolls will be my next my next project i suppose if i need a break from everything else that i'm doing <laughs> one of the really awesome things i think about the way you work is that if someone is like new to converting in the hobby or new to sculpting or new to like kit bashing and stuff like that you post some people don't really post their work in progress um they just post their completed stuff but you do a really good job of posting all of your progress and like even on that um the gasgol stand-in that we were just talking about you can mm. see the final model painted. Uh, you posted this actually about a year ago, May 22nd, 2020. Yeah. Um, but you can go back and see all the different phases you went through with it. Like you had one where like the Makari character was like sitting on his shoulder with the banner pole. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one where you just have him posing with like a, with his staff and you're trying to like <laughs> block it out, figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah, and then just like another one where you can see like the how you did cut up that really expensive model and just get all the pieces together. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, for me, I think that that's just what I find interesting. I like seeing, I like seeing how people work and seeing what's going through their heads as they're figuring out builds, especially like a really involved or complicated build like this one that required a lot of sculpting work and a lot of restructuring of a of a really big model. Yeah. Um and just trying to make it completely my own. Yeah, so, I, I love that kind of stuff, but I always worry that people don't love seeing it. So I foolishly, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I used I to post too. a lot more of my <laughs> progress and I don't post as much these days. Um, oh, is is this your mech? Uh, troll mech, I think. Or Oh, what is this? Yeah, troll, troll mech from the guy from Shadespire. I think you used one of the Shadespire models or something. 
Warhammer yes. Underworlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Molog. Molog. Yeah, he's really cool. Oh, and I think it's also got your weird boy. So I, I was trying to... Weird boy. Mm. Is that the kind of dancing troll dude? That's the one. Oh, okay. Again, very, very minor conversion. That's the Blood Bowl troll with some armor pieces added and a staff that I scratch built. Wait, you, you scratch built the staff, but isn't the head of the staff from a model? The, like, orc Griffon? The head is from... Oh, what's it from? I think it's from the classic metal war banner. Okay, yeah, it looks model, very familiar. I think. And I just remembered your pain boy. Oh man, man, you got so much good stuff. I can't oh, the keep up. The, yeah, the Grotsnake troll. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I love yeah. I was boy. really pleased with him. He was fun, especially like the like how you painted um his flesh, like the the pink and green kind of mottled worked very mm. very well. Yeah, the trolls are the trolls are fun to paint. I really do need to revisit them. I'm glad to hear you're going back to them because. <laughs> well, well, I will be, especially now that, um, like, modern orcs seem to be leaning back more towards the the beast herders and the monsters, yes. because then there's more of a framework to support characters like this, which is going to be really cool. I did love building that that pain boy, especially. He's he's another one of my favorite conversions, because he's he's another one of the Jellapox infected models that I just wasn't a huge fan of. Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't notice. You know the one with the tentacle arm? That's where his body comes from. I hate that model so much. I used it. I used part of it to make my crude ox. Yeah. And it's like the, it's like the butt of my crude ox, which is a statement about how bad <laughs> that model is. <laughs> it um, looks like ass. Exactly. Yeah. And then oh man, I forgot about this guy too. Like your crazy, like uh Nurgle death uh, horseman of the apocalypse, dude. Oh, the centaur type guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Was that I, for well, you? I'm, was I'm that just a commission? bit of a hobby butterfly. Uh, no, that was for me. That was, um, that was just an idea I got into my head and decided to throw it together over the space of about an evening or two. Amazing. Um, which is usually how my builds come together. It's usually just a, a dumb idea, and then I have a rummage in my bits box and see what I've got and, and yeah. see if I can build it. Oh, <laughs> it's so cool. Did you wind up changing it? Oh, yeah, you had oh. like a back banner and like... Yeah, from the, from the rider to the more sort of centaur-like... Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing that you've got on me about before. Like, I, I, I'm continually changing things. It's never. <laughs> I, I was actually about to comment on it because I'm like, you'll get it to a point where I'm like, yes, yes, you nailed it, and then you're like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess around with it a little more. I'm gonna change it up. I'm like, no, no, it was perfect. It was so perfect. <laughs> like you had the, you had the dude with the hand. Um, yeah. He just had like the, the empty hand, the previous version of the, the yeah. centaur. And I was like, oh man, yeah, I love it. He's got like that scythe. He's got like the li the limp mutant hand. And you're like, no, I'm going to put a staff in his hand too. I'm like, oh, come on, buddy. You had it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very indecisive converter. <laughs> I I'd say you're very iterative. Like you're constantly iterating. <laughs> oh man. I could just, go okay. I need to stop. Cause I could just go through your stuff all day. Like there, uh, who's this guy? Uh, he is the oh the one you you uh, sent to quarter paint. The, oh yeah, the, with the big with the gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he was it. fun. That, he was that, fun. Build. What is that orc model that has that head with all the like um, the, um optics on it? Gro What's he called Grot again? Snick, Snick Grot. Snick Grot. Snick Grot. Oh man, I, love that model. I always I get confused between the two. It's Snick Grot, the commando character. Yeah, he's a really yeah. Cool he was model. he was a fun build. He's one of my favorite orcs that I've done. 
So as what well. models did you use in this one? Like what's the what are the legs? Are they an orc? The oh, the plastic ogre tyrant that came out relatively nice. recently. I say yeah. relatively recently. It was nearly two years ago. But yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, last year just doesn't feel like it happened. No. Um, he's he's mostly that plastic ogre, and then he oh his torso is the third Jellybox infected. I've used I all see three the green in plastic in models. there. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that is. Um, and then the the gun is from a flash kit, and I extended the barrel and added that sort of flared like trumpet bit. Yes. So that more like an old like elephant a gun. Or yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Okay. Um, long story short, if you're not following Grim and Gribbly <laughs> on Instagram, you need to, um, and you should just go back. Oh, I guess the one thing that I wanted to touch on, I was like, let's touch on the old stuff first. But uh, most recently, most people probably know you for your cordyceps cult. Yeah, it's blown up since since I've yeah. started that project. That's been madly popular. I feel like there's a weird thing on Instagram where people don't remember anything. Like I just I just showed it. Like I don't remember all these amazing models you made. And I feel like the people will remember the most recent thing you're doing. So to mm. a lot of people probably they know you as the the mushroom guy, the cordyceps cult. Yeah, they probably don't know that I started off really doing orcs in a big way. Yeah, that's why I wanted to cover that here. But since people are most familiar with cordyceps, we saved that for last. But do you want to just say a quick <laughs> word about that? Yeah, I mean, they've been they've been such a fun project. I'm really loving them. And the, the reception they've had has just been mad. But um, they're actually an idea that I've had for a really, really, really long time. Um, not this one specifically, but I've always wanted to do... I wanted to do a sort of cult army. I wanted to do, like, the mutants and the nasties and... <laughs> like people from the underhive because yeah. um i guess same as with my monsters and the orcs i always really like following the road less traveled i suppose so in terms of cults i wanted to do something that's not a chaos cult yeah like something completely other um so i made my first cordyceps I, I had never played The Last of Us games. Everyone assumes I got the idea from The Last of Us. I, yes. I didn't. I promise. I've wanted to do Cordyceps Zombies for ages because I feel like it's an under underexploited theme. Well, and it's also <laughs> the case that um, Last of Us did not invent that idea. That Cordyceps, no, no, they just took, they just took the idea nature, and ran right? with it. Yeah, which is what I love about it, and it's fantastic because it means I've got a big library of reference. That? In case people are not familiar with what Cordyceps is. Yeah, I mean, I mention it in post occasionally, but I always get questions like, did, did, did you invent this? Um, I didn't invent this. Cordyceps is a real fungus. There are hundreds of different species, and they all infect different species of invertebrate, not just insects, because they affect spiders and caterpillars as well. Um, but basically what they do is they affect the host and, to be blunt, zombify them. So um, I wanted to do a 40k cult army based on that idea. Um, and they're actually proxied as Gene Steeler cult because that was the easiest way I could think of to represent sort of baseline human cultists and then gradually more mutated monsters. Yes. Because, yeah, Gene Steeler cults are probably the closest rule set we have to sort of regular baseline humans. Yes. With... with Specifically, with, with scope like to include not, mutations as well. Yeah. yeah Otherwise, I'd just have like gone Imperial, Imperial Guard. Guard. That's that's something yeah. I hadn't. Oh man, you just like threw me down a rabbit hole. That when we talk about like count as armies and stuff like that, um, the Gene Sealer cult would be the perfect army list to create weird mutant humans. Yeah, which completely. sounds stupid because that's what they are. But I I'm just so tied up <laughs> in the Tyranid side of things 
that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah okay, these are Tyranids. But you're right that that if you wanted to have a muted a mutated force for Imperial Guard or something like that, just use Gene Stealer mm. Cult. Well, and because they use civilian equipment as well, like they're the closest oh, yes. 40k has to models of civilians. Yes, because they just use mining equipment. Um, so they're a fantastic baseline rule set to make kind of whatever you want. Like if you wanted to do Chaos Lost and Damned, that would also work. Um, the other reason oh, I went for them is because of I the... Why these brilliant ideas that's so <laughs> smart? Jesus. We have a lost um, the damn well, the, the, the other reason I The other reason I went for them is the um, like the hive mind, because yes. I, I really wanted some sort of proxy for the mycelial network, which is basically that all the all the mushrooms in a field are, are linked through 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 the mycelium which is their roots yes um like the the bit the mushroom that you see is just the fruiting body of the fungus like the the network is enormous so i wanted some sort of proxy for that communication um perfect. and the hive mind made perfect sense for that yeah it i love it and like just the things that you demonstrate with it um like you did a really helpful t tutorial on how to create mushrooms how to sculpt mushrooms You've got a bunch of kind of like found materials in there, like using a lot of beads very usefully. And, um, yeah, and mustard seeds. <laughs> mustard seeds, okay. Because there's these little black balls, and I've had people say that they come out of filters, like water filters or something. You can cut them open. Right. And... So, so no, that's not quite what they are. The um, those the ones that people are talking about are charcoal beads from water filters. Yes. Um, that's not what these are. These are hemispherical beads that I just get from eBay and I have them in loads and loads of different sizes from one mil up to about, I think 12 mil is the biggest one I have. Yeah. Um, and I use them in, I use them in all sorts of ways. They're fantastic for rivets and bolts, but here I use them as just sort of weird growths and ways of, ways of bulking out um, the sort of mutations and tumors that these guys have <laughs> oh, um and i do use found objects as well like the mustard seeds that's what those yellow beads are because oh right okay yeah yeah well because they're organic and they're not perfectly spherical so they look a lot more natural and like when so you're i can use them as filler when you're using something like that like an organic seed do you have to like seal it um well then i'm super gluing over the top anyway but it's oh, a dried right. product so yeah. it should be fine wow Oh yeah. So if you, if someone out there wants to learn how to sculpt mushrooms, um, Grim and Gribbly's got an excellent tutorial <laughs> on his Instagram. I just, profile. I get so many questions about it even now. Now that I've written, I think three tutorials. Well, so... that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think we all assume that anyone who looks at our profile has an exhaustive, exhaustive view of our profile, but yeah, we don't. They don't really. <laughs> so yeah, you... no. I realize that it's uh it's pinned to my highlights now so if you yeah. want to see the tutorial it's in the highlights bar yeah if you want i just pulled it up uh here but yeah it's uh the like right now it's the third bubble on um uh grim's highlights on his profile so there's one called tutorials and then it'll link you to the mm -hmm. various posts that um yeah show you how to make these various things oh and so i love this but the highlight the the bubble next to that one um the grim shrooms bubble that's been one of my favorite things about this project. Loads of people have now made cults of their own. Yeah, which I, I, I love. wanted to ask you about that. I forgot about that. That's been that's that's been the craziest thing about this. That people have liked this idea enough that they've decided to make their own. I I know of at least twenty different people who have taken this idea and made their own guys. That's which so is cool. just crazy. <laughs> also, it's really very cool. appropriate because the <laughs> absolutely they're spreading. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to track the other shroom cults, you can find them right here. This is awesome. 
Yeah, there's tons yeah of I always Twitter get people to tag stories. me so that I can so that I can see them and see their interpretations of them. Man, um, spreading like mushrooms. Exactly. Cool. And then, okay, so we've kind of like covered what you're working on. So looking forward, what kind of project are you looking forward to next? Like, if you had to pick a a hobby project you're most excited about it at this point. <laughs> um. See, I don't know. I don't have much. I don't have much hobby time at the minute because I've actually just moved and started a new job. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, so I don't have a hobby space in my current flat, which is which is making me sad. Oh, but no. um, <laughs> I'd love to get back to the shroom cult and do some more of those. I've I've started work on a small Death Guard force, like the top three posts that you can see the two sorcerers that I've made. Yeah, I just pulled um, an amazing one. Were a lot of fun. Nice. Um. So I'm just starting on that because because they're small and quick to paint. So that that guy that you've just pulled up, for example, was was a fairly quick conversion. I just wanted to do some simple sculpting work and have something finished at the end. Yeah, is this the one with the but, uh, head from the plague? Yeah, bear. Yeah, with the single with the single eye. Yeah, yeah, and the hood. Man, that's an awesome head. Oh yeah, it the hood cool. makes it. Oh man, damn, you're good. This is cool. Oh, in terms of like not having hobby space, have you? Th- I feel like you must have figured this out by this point, but like having like a, a very small hobby kit, like a little case that just has like the minimum required. I, I do have a small hobby kit, but my, my issue at the minute is that my, my work is model making as well. So all of my hobby tools are currently at work. <laughs> I fucked up. I was supposed to mention that. Hold on. Uh, that was No worries. I've got too many tabs open. Here we go. So yeah, this is one of the other things I really wanted to touch on was your work. Let's talk about your work. So I've just pulled up a picture of a very ugly looking bird that is probably very (laughs) familiar to some people and completely unfamiliar to others. So what is this we're looking at here? The scroll keeper. He is the scroll keeper. He was my baby for when I was working on Dark Crystal. Um, I worked as a puppet wrangler, which basically involves maintaining the puppets, fixing the puppets, um, keeping the performers happy um, whilst filming on set. I did also work with another Skeksy character. I can't remember which. I think it might have been the Emperor, but I really can't remember. Um, yeah. Basically, I spent a little while working on Dark Crystal Age Resistance during during filming, and it was just the best experience. <laughs> and- it was... It it's good. another reason that I'm completely envious of your talent and your life and how awesome you are. Because as I, I, oh, did I think a... the highlight of my entire career has been drinking whiskey with Brian Froud at the rap party. Oh, <laughs> you lucky bastard! I, uh, I, I did a grim dark film club thing, and in that, I, I commented that Jim Henson's Jim Henson and Jim Henson Studios is responsible for my imagination, just mm. because of things like Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, um, Storyteller. Certainly, I'm huge on Storyteller which people don't talk about that much. And I can't believe that you got to work on the Skeksis. Like <laughs> I'm sad that dark. Okay. So I'm sad that dark crystal. Um, the, I'm the sad it got canceled, but got I'm, canceled. I'm glad it, I'm glad it happened it and that you were there for it and that they actually used practical puppets and not CG. It was terrifying. Like if you walked around the corner and the emperor walked, you know, <laughs> he was walking along. Yeah. Um, like they're, they're big. Yeah. <laughs> um like the the skexies with with the performers inside them were easily easily meter and a half two meters tall depending on whether they were wearing that armor or not mm-hmm. and they were heavy like it took two of us to lift the suits 
Wow. And then put them on the poor performer. Well, how would the performer move <laughs> around in them then? Were they like jacked? Were they all like crazy muscle builders? I mean, not really. Um, <laughs> so each each Skeksy had at least two performers. They had a sort of general body performer for the big shots. Yeah. And then they also had actually a lot of the original performers from the original film as well. Um, wow. cause they had like multiple copies of each one. So they had a, they had a simple puppet and they had an animatronic one and they had all physical effects. It was just awesome. Oh man. That's, <laughs> that's so cool. So yeah, that, that touches on, you said that you, it's hard to hobby at home because all your hobby materials are at work and as work, you make models for films, for music videos. Um, that kind of stuff? yeah, films, TV series, music videos, adverts. At the minute, I'm working on a new TV series. I am not allowed to tell you what it is or who it's for, but I'm working on a on a stop motion TV series. Um, so, all of my model making related stuff is is at work. So I couldn't hobby even if I wanted to at the minute. Wow. <laughs> Can I like send um, you some shit? Like I could like I'll bust off some epoxy sculpt. I'll send you like a couple of tools, you know, so you can have something at home. <laughs> we need your art, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I, mean, I miss I mean, it. For your mental health, you know, because creative expression is a mental health thing and it's helped me through yeah, the pandemic. I mean, I'm concerned about that too, but I'm also, <laughs> I want to get some more of those ideas out of that brain healer. You just want me making shit. I yeah, do. I want, I want everyone making shit all the time because you guys all come up with such good ideas that it just, they, like, like you said, like, like you showed the Cordyceps cult. Had you not chased down that idea, there wouldn't be 20 other like armies making the same thing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's an idea that I had years and years and years ago. I'm not really sure why I finally decided to do it now. I think I was just in need of a project during a lockdown, and it seemed like a good idea. <laughs> I'm glad you did. Like, Yeah, me too. The Crute Tiernid Hunter thing was something that had been rolling around in my head for literally a decade. Mm. I finally got to do it because it was just gnawing at my brain. And I'm glad yeah. that all these other people wanted to do like full Crute Forces. Like, It's this big thing now. Yeah, definitely. I, I need to do more crew. I know I'm doing I'm doing one for you, and I did one for Iron Beak as well. I did that crew assassin, yes. um, which was a lot of fun. The uh, I had him. Calexis, Calexis yeah. crew. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what you do with uh, some some crew boys. Now that I know that you started with crew, mm. kind of. Um, I'm just gonna see if I can pull up the Iron Beak thing. It was my first army that I sort of actually put thought into. Like, Space Marines I did just because Space Marines are the default. The first army I chose to do because I wanted to do it was Crute. That, you're OG Crute, man. That's awesome. That's this game is late. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. So I think that we've covered off <laughs> most of the stuff that I wanted to cover off in terms of, like, how you got into the hobby and, like, where you're at with the hobby mm. currently. Um, I'm glad that we also touched on your work as a model maker. I also want to plug um, your other profile on Instagram in case people are not aware of that, which is Vague Monkey. Um, yeah, I have I have multiple profiles. <laughs> dude, we all do. Come on. Just to keep things separate. Are you even yeah, on Instagram if you don't have at least three profiles? Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, the Vague Monkey stuff, is that so that's more like uh, vintage. That's... No, what, what do we call these now? Super cool toys? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, designer toys, I designer think, is toys. the is the is the normal term for them. But it's just it's just my personal non-hobby sculpture work, I guess. Yep. Um. Because I wanted to have things that I've made completely from scratch and that are just mine. So, um, and it's also it's also just where I post up stuff that I just make for myself, like those those texture tiles that I've made recently. And I'm also learning to uh, digital model at the minute. That's my current. I saw that. 
thing because I'm traveling around a lot, so it'll be helpful if I can make things on the move. Nice. Um, but yeah, Vague Monkey is kind of my me as an artist, <laughs> which yeah, I'm still kind of embarrassed to call myself an artist, but I I, I guess that's what this profile is. Vague Monkey. <laughs> I am a proud yeah. owner. You can buy these yourself to get yes. cool textiles. Yes, tiles. thank you so much. I, yeah, I it lives remember. right here. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the crazy thing. You're like an actual artist. This is something that Brother Pink yells at me about. He's like, "We are artists. Like what we do, what we do for our quote unquote hobby. That's art." Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah. So definitely check out Vague Monkey as well as uh, Grim and Gribbly on Instagram, and you can track his new work doing like 3d yeah, something uh, my alternative alter ego um, okay yeah so... and there's yeah there's a big gap as well because i've spent like the last six months making stuff for a music video that i am not allowed oh. to post because it won't be out for a while <laughs> okay for the final thing for our little chat uh thank you for putting up with all the madness till this point <laughs> i came up with this questionnaire that i wanted to put to artists who do a lot of work with xenos and I'm, because I'm fancy, I'm calling this the Xenos Proust questionnaire because Proust apparently <laughs> had a questionnaire and he asked people. This is nowhere near as highbrow as that. But uh, yeah, just some uh, some questions to get to your feelings about the Xenos armies in 40k and like where they're at and where they could be. So mm -hmm. it is 11 questions and there are no wrong answers. So don't worry. <laughs> are you ready? Uh, yes. All right. Question the first. What is your earliest memory of Xenos? Uh, my very earliest will have been when I got that Hive Tyrant. Um, yeah, my first, my first 40k model. <laughs> the uh, the early crack in Tyranids. Nice. Okay. Um, and the second question: These are probably the, should be the same question. Is what is the first Xenos model that you actually own? Because you might have a memory of Xenos that comes before the model, but it's probably that Hive Tyrant. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, there's a bit of crossover. I remember scrolling through the the, the Games Workshop website, and I remember looking at the the rest of the range, like the um the old Hive Tyrants, that, Hive Tyrants, Hive Guard that had like the um the sort of helmets and the weird sort of fan shields. I remember seeing those on the website. But the yeah. first model I actually got was the Hive Tyrant. Nice. What do you think is the most overrepresented Xenos race in terms of people's oh, collections, Instagram, whatever hobby? Probably orcs, to be honest. Really? Um, I, I certain, well, I certainly know of the most orc collectors, but that may just be because that's those those are the creators that I follow. I'm not yeah. really sure. Generally, I I would say orcs or possibly necrons. I guess at the minute, just just because they're in the starter set and it's very easy to collect them now, and and they're just such a quick army to paint too. So if Good you point. feel like dipping into 40k, then necrons is probably an easy way to go because, like I said, with my scheme, you can paint them so quickly. Yep. And then they're really forgiving to play with as well. So, as far as entry level Xenos go, probably yeah. probably Necrons. Okay. Uh, the Xenos race that has most fertile ground for a Space Marine style deep dive, uh, as in the Space Marine line, the current Space Marine line that has forty thousand oh, models in it. Like, if you could pick yeah, one correct. Xenos race that would have that depth of a, like Games Workshop gave them that depth of a line, it's never going to happen. But if you did, what would it be? <laughs> I want to say Tau, actually. Really? Yeah, because I think they've got so much potential in terms of the auxiliaries and yes. the, the minor alien races that will just never, ever, ever be represented as a faction, but through Tau, they, they could at least be there as 
you know, a standalone kit, it would be really nice yeah. to see more obscure races explored in that way. Like we've got the Vespid, for example, we've yes. got one box set, which is extremely dated. Yes. But I would absolutely love to see, well, like we talked about underrepresented Xenos <laughs> represented yeah. in at least some, some minor way. And I think the faction most suited to that is probably Tau, because you could just have, you know, a single auxiliary box of Prud or Demiurg yep. or, or, or whatever. Um, I actually I expected you to say orcs, and I would have thought that like that's a good point because there's all these different clans and all these different like weirdness. But that's a really mm. good observation with Tau, um, especially because Tau is supposed to be in the early fluff. I don't know if it's still like that. They're supposed to be like hyper evolving, and like they're always experimenting yeah. with new weapons, new armor, stuff like that. And like, there was a bit of that where I think you could give like your commander experimental weapons, but I don't yeah. know if that's still around. Um, I don't think it's really still a thing. It was in the fifth edition codex i think yeah. that you could do that like you could take more experimental weapons but they cost more and they used up more suit hard points so you couldn't take much in the way of other equipment yeah but in terms of representing obscure xenos races i think tau have the most scope just because they already are like a collective an empire yes. of lots and lots and lots of different species they always have been in the fluff it's just never really been shown in in their miniatures all you see yeah. is the tower of the crew and one vespid unit what is an unforgivable xeno sin oh man <laughs> not just with the xenos i think but converting in general yeah is mixing aesthetics or design languages which is a very arty thing to whinge about but it always bothers me so so we, we've sort of talked about this before how orcs have a very sort of scrappy aesthetic yep um it always bothers me when 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 miniatures that have parts with very very clearly different design languages are mixed yeah. together so you see it all the time with orcs mixing um the is it the iron jaws and they've got that armor that looks like it's been carved out of stone right and yeah. then you're mixing it along with regular orc pieces and and the 40k aesthetic of orcs is simple shapes right no compound curves you've got flat panels welded together and a simple semicircular shoulder pad and then the iron yeah. jaws it's all like it's whittled out of stone and then yeah. smushing the two together just makes no sense to me I, I, I don't know i just find it really glaring it might be it might be because i work as a model maker yeah but i think if you're going to do a cross range conversion especially you really have to be aware of design language and making it consistent I suppose that may bother other people less. I don't know. I just always find that really glaring and it's something I'm really careful to keep consistent. I get it. Doing like <laughs> Tyranids and Dark Eldar, like mm. you talk about like the, 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 the kinds of curves. Um, yeah. Like so, Dark Eldar always have concave curves and then Craftworld yeah. Eldar always have convex. When like you, when you use something that's more Imperial or more like kind of rectilinear and you put it in a Dark Eldar force, I'm like, I don't know. So what is the best non-Xenos kit for making Xenos models? That's difficult because I don't really use many non-Xenos kits. Um, the kit I have been using the most recently, I guess if I'm going with my Cordyceps cult, probably Cordor. But again, that's kind of a kind of a cop-out answer. Um, ooh, I want to say blood letters, actually. Yeah, <laughs> that I said there's no right answer. That might be the right answer. <laughs> blood letters are amazing for making aliens mm. i agree 
Um, I think, I th well, I think because they have they have a sort of regular, consistent physiology, whereas all the other demons, like the the plague bearers, are very obviously plague bearers, and the demonettes are a whole nother thing. And then horrors <laughs> are just like a mess of arms, but bloodletters have a consistent anatomy, so they are such a fantastic base. You just need to swap out the hands and head. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be my choice. Oh god, they're such good <laughs> models. If they ever like replace them with shitty demonettes style models i'm gonna be real sad <laughs> i should buy like eight boxes of them and just keep them over here just in case something. yeah hoard them like people were doing with toilet paper last year yeah yeah i should hoard <laughs> i want to hoard blood letters the way that people hoard toilet paper space marine chapter that can live oh god none of them you gotta pick um, one. the one ugh. that you think might be kind of interesting it doesn't have to be like a, a games workshop top banner space marine chapter it can be anyone that like they've written about i want to say carcaridons good choice uh, space shocks <laughs> i love those yeah the sort of uh maori berserker marines because they've just got such a cool art style um yep. and their background is fantastic i love the idea of the nomad fleet um if I had to pick a chapter that I actually found interesting, it would be the Cocaridons. I that I I can feel <laughs> that. I might pick the black dragons, the ones that are supposed to have like weird. Oh, the bone bones. spikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, good choice. Okay, Xenos project that got away. Besides the zone throw, I started three years ago. <laughs> um. <laughs> One we haven't talked about yet. What um, about like something like the um, the cordyceps? An idea that you've always wanted to explore for Xenos, but you haven't. I've always wanted to do something with the. What are they called? The Hrud. Uh, like Space really? Gaven, I guess. Nice. Um, which which would be really good fun. But the, um, the descriptions of them in the background are just so conflicting because they really rewrote them to make them. Well, they're another good example of how fantasy was just ported straight into 40k and yeah. the Hrud were just Space Gaven, right? Yeah. And then they rewrote them to be these sort of robed, time-manipulating, shadow-being things that would be very much harder to model because they don't have yeah. to find bodies. So they would have been really good fun. They're, they're an example of a race that would work really well as a, like a Tau auxiliary, I guess. Yeah. Like you get a single squad and then you build them into your regular force. Nice. That would be quite good fun. That's a good one. Greatest misperception of Xenos by Imperial players. See, that's another difficult one. Like... If someone who only collects space marines, what do you think is their misconception, misperception of Xenos? I guess the orcs are kind of seen as the easy faction. It always annoys me. <laughs> like they're always they're always very much seen as the low effort. If you want to kit bash and not really have to put any effort in, then you play orcs. I think it's very easy to do a very simple kit bash with orcs and 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 it just not be anything interesting. I think I think it's much harder to make something unique. I guess that hasn't been done before. Yeah. Which is why, like like I said earlier, I deliberately go for things that are really unpromising and probably going to be really, really difficult because then if it works, then no one else has anything similar. And the final question, mm. and I'm going to challenge you to mention when you haven't already mentioned, the unre unrealized slash background Xenos race that most needs models. That's mean. Um Oh man, there's a few. I'd love to see the enslavers. That would be really interesting. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh look, that would be really I've got cool. one right here on my notebook. Enslavers, nice. Was there another one there that you're thinking about? God, there's a few. I'd love to see the enslavers. I'd love to see the. 
what are they called? The, the Zwattle? I can never remember how it's spelled, yes. but the guy that you know, the sort of reptilians with the um like the exo the exosuits. Yep. I can never remember how it's spelled or pronounced. But they would be really interesting. They're another example of a Xenos that has appeared in lots and lots of different fluff, but they've never they've never um they've never actually been represented in model model form. Nice. They'd be that, really cool to see. Oh, that's a good those are both very good choices. Until recently, I would have said Zouts, but now they've got a model again. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I mean, I would have had hope that we could see Enslavers and like Zoatle or whatever through Blackstone Fortress, but apparently we're not doing that anymore. So maybe Tau, as you observed? It, yeah, possibly. I mean, Tau just make the most sense to me because they're the easiest to dip into and make just a one-off <laughs> rather than having to make a whole range. Oh man. Okay, that con thus concludes the Xenos Proust questionnaire. You've done an excellent <laughs> job being the first um, person to ever take that questionnaire, and that was some really good answers in there. Happy to be a guinea pig. Uh, okay, Alistair, that was that was all that I wanted to really touch on this time. So thank you so much for making the time to no worries chat with me today to chat orcs. No to worries, chat... it's been really good to talk finally. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I would once again encourage anyone listening, watching this to go and give Alistair a follow on Instagram, both uh, his Grim and Gribbly account, as well as his Vague Monkey account. Um, and a lot of good stuff on there. Yeah, we'll look forward to uh, chatting you with you again on the podcast sometime. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'd be absolutely up for that. Thank you.